love it, Eric. Matt Kitchen, is that you? It is. It's been so long. I know. We're here. I know. It's been at least, how long? 28 years? At least. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. And guess what? We're back, baby. We're back. Hello. I'm Matt Kitchen. And I'm Father Eric. And this is After After the the Likeness. Likeness. Right? Is that, that's what this is? I think so. We yeah. had a we had a bumpy start there. That's good. But we did. I think we got there. It happened. <laughs> so what's new? <laughs> oh man, so much is new. How long has it been since our last episode? Like two months, probably. At probably, least? yeah. Yeah. A little inside baseball. We were just gonna do uh, an episode of just catching up. Just yeah. the first part of of our usual episodes is gonna be right. the whole episode because we know <laughs> how much people love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we decided, you know what? Nay, let's not do that. Yes, but. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But the plan is, yeah. friends at home, uh, we are have a very special episode and maybe two episodes planned for you. Probably. Which is probably, it's probably going to end yeah. up being broken into two. But now we're doing a... you are, we'll probably... Continue. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we are doing this Sunday at our church, uh, St. Margaret's in San Antonio, which is an amazing church. Um, the best instructed used to... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> An instructed Eucharist at our 1030 service. So that's our main big service. And instead of doing a normal service, we're going to stop as we're going through our liturgy, our way of worship. Um, and we're going to explain each piece of the, of the way that we pray communally together every Sunday. Because even people who've done it their whole lives, sometimes there are aspects of it they didn't know it had meaning, or they didn't. They knew it had a meaning, but they didn't know what it was. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that for the I'm church. Probably one of these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always. I, it's amazing. Uh, our liturgy. It's so deeply symbolic and like uh, uh, has such a deep pattern to it. I'm always learning more and more about it. Like, there's a lot of teaching, embodied teaching, in the way we come together to pray. It's not an accident. Anything we do. In church, so we are going to bring y'all at home, our wonderful after the likeness listeners, uh, the same wonderful treat, and go through the liturgy today after we catch up. But first, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we'll see how far we get today, and if not, we'll uh, we'll make a part two, and we'll get all we will get all the way from the acclamation to the dismissal. Yes. at some point. Yes, some in point. time. Yes, <laughs> but first, yeah. You were on vacation for yes. like an extraordinary amount of time. Yes. Your beard grew a beard in the I, time. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. It really did grow a beard. Um, my beard was pretty powerful by the time I got back from vacation. So I was gone from the beginning of June to the beginning of July. And that's, um, that's so, so our uh, eager and wonderful after the likeness listeners, that's why we <laughs> unfortunately were not able to record until now. Um, and uh, uh, Matt was also on vacation as well, but like uh, so for me, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I had a wonderful vacation time. It's a great time in the life of the parish for a clergy person to peace out for a little bit um, because it's kind of when it's boring time. Yeah, the, the green the, stuff. The, that, that's right. The year, the program year is like winding down. In some ways, a parish is a community that is 24-7, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, yeah, 365 days a year. 24-7-7. Uh, 30 days a month. Goes. Yeah. Uh, Except April, in July, May, which half is September. Carry the yeah. E. <laughs> but um, in other ways, it's also like a school. Like, I mean, a parish is a school. And because of families and the way... People go on vacation. Summer is, is uh, oftentimes a little bit quieter, which is good. Oh, quiet. And uh, so that was really nice. It was nice to take a break, uh, see our Sabbath episode, if you would like to know why, yeah. um, and uh, and just stop working. Uh, and after all of the crazy, awesome stuff that's happened in our community the last year, it was good for me to like renew and refresh. Now, part of that was uh, the, I didn't do like a whole lot myself, so they're not like any one big thing to catch up on. And we went to Austin, we had family over, we had uh, saw Bishop Monterosso from Houston came, he came uh, to uh, wish me a happy birthday. Oh, and what? so I also turned 40. Turned 40. And, uh, when I, right after I got back. Yeah, so that's awesome. 
four zero. It's a significant. That's a good one. In I I also hit forty this 10. year, and I'm putting it off as long as I can. Yeah. It's so at the end of the year. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you feel different? A little older? Do I? Yeah. Not really. Not really. Yeah. You yeah, look a little older. I feel older. like you. I do. I Good. It. Thank yeah, goodness. I I've, I've always felt like I'm kind of growing into what my personality has always been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like an old man. Like I just I want to yell at people to get off my lawn. <laughs> it's just never been appropriate until it's starting to get there. My problem um, is I'm the opposite. I feel like I'm still like 14. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is 40? Yeah. What even is 40? <laughs> but yeah. then I do have a lot of old man tendencies too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird yeah. dichotomy in the brain. Yeah. What can you do though? feel like I'm, I'm... You make a great 40 though, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats so will you. You're going to be great. Stop. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're going to be the best 40 year old. Shucks. Um, so... <laughs> Did you do anything for your birthday in particular? <sighs> Not really. I don't, I'm not a big birthdayer. I did get, ooh, I got some great gifts. Go on. I didn't get what I keep asking Alex for, but she keeps not giving me. A boat? Which is night vision. I was close. Goggles, <laughs> which I've wanted since Jurassic Park came out. And like, I'm like, look, babe, if you want a good gift for me, I'm not joking. Like, give me night vision goggles. Isn't it and frustrating? And she's like, why would you want that? I was like, because they're night vision yes. goggles. Isn't it frustrating when you like, tell just, someone in yeah. particular what yeah. exactly you That's want right. over and over mm-hmm. and they don't get it? Mm-hmm. If you're listening, Sable, I mean the chocolate fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening, Alex, which I know that you are not, I'm so sorry for all the times <laughs> you tell me exactly what you want over and over again. <laughs> I fail. <laughs> but, um, but we're the husbands. Yeah. We're not supposed to listen. <laughs> we're supposed to fail. That's <laughs> <laughs> our job. <laughs> so uh, that was cool. But uh, so no, that's what I didn't get. <laughs> what I did get though, I got a an ice vest. So I like, don't know what that means. It's a vest, but okay. this one I had one before. But um, you put like you know those little freezer packs that you put in the freezer and they get really cold to yes. keep your um your cooler cold. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's those except you they they're fitted to go into a vest so you can put it on when it's really hot and it keeps you cool. And you got this. Yeah, and I had one before, it. but it was kind of cheap and basically Alex eventually stole all the ice packs for coolers <laughs> and I don't know where they are now. Um so but this one was like very fancier, specially made. Very awesome. I also got, and you'll see the theme here. So just for the visual, yeah. is this, do you just wear this vest and nothing else? Because this is No, fantastic. you wear it under your cassock, of course. Uh, then, um, this is a family show. <laughs> uh, so She's then I got... like, on your couch like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've used the ice vest before, like, outside at, like, birthday parties in yeah. the summer. And it works. Like you can, be, I can be out there. It can be a hundred and six, and I'm like, I'm fine. Like, because your core is cool. Cool the core. Cool the core. Yeah. So then I got uh, one of those little personal AC fit neck fan things. Um, I see a theme see, here. They they may not have gotten the night vision goggles, but my family knows me. So <laughs> just be cool. What you're saying yeah. is and it's that, a little bit warmer here yeah. than Canada. And you're it, trying it, to bring some Canada it is weather to yourself. It is insanely warm here. The, we do get 100 degrees, uh, over 100 degrees, sometimes in Canada. But it'll be like for like a day and a half and everyone will be like, oh, We've had, what, like, I think it's something like three weeks straight of triple digits here. Yeah, it's been insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is summer's been crazy. For those of you not in Texas, it is insanely hot right now. Um, so those gifts came in handy. But then the piece de resistance was, yeah. Uh, a little salt gun shooter. Yeah, for flies. For flies. Yes, they're the best. And a laser sight. No for way. It. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I don't so have a cool. Laser sight. And before in June, for those of you not in Texas, we got a bunch of rain, and so there were flies everywhere. They were getting oh, in the house. Man. Unfortunately, it's been so dry lately. Mm-hmm. There are no more flies left, so I've been forced to. Uh, let them in on purpose just to shoot them yeah, or to set up little uh, little uh, targets target <laughs> practice but it's so fun it's so this is this little gun is like it's like a little air gun and you put yeah. salt in it and it just shoots little flecks of salt yeah. did you shoot stuff. yourself with it I have not shot myself with it yet you no gotta know what it feels like I I was trying to teach Elizabeth good gun well, safety don't do it in front of her yeah <laughs> 
with Until this she's old enough to shoot so she knows how it's not really it. dangerous yeah yeah <laughs> but i was telling her like never pointed at something you know i had a friend with one the first time i saw one it was years ago but yeah he uh you know we all like immediately were like well we have to shoot each other <laughs> yeah yes mm-hmm we did it right on the stomach, right in the bare skin, and it does not feel good. I'll it doesn't? No. Oh, wow. It's not, you know, it's not like incredibly painful. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it, I prefer not to do well, it. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good to know that it's painful. <laughs> uh, when I got these gifts, it was just me, Alex, Elizabeth, and my mother-in-law. So yeah. there was no chance of a fun, you know, gunfight <laughs> breaking out there. Had <laughs> maybe my brother or you especially, oh, yeah, like yeah. I would have been... I'm coming to, over trying to shoot you. So, um, yeah, I have one as well. So we could have a war. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Or we could team up Ooh, against co-op. the, and again, if I have night vision goggles, <laughs> yeah, then we, then could, we could see the flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they show Even up? That'd night. be awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then use the laser sight. What then I'd need a little night vision laser sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I think we're on to something. Yes. So the only other big thing that happened for me mm-hmm. was the only big thing that I did on my vacation, aside Ooh, wow. from relax and let my beard grow beard, yes. was uh, I went to Seattle for four days, hey. which was nice and cool. Like It was like they had a heat wave the first day I was there because there was no clouds and they're not yeah. used to that. And it was mm-hmm. 86 degrees and they were all like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So it was nice. I was on Vashon Island, which is a very beautiful island in Puget Sound. Ooh. Got to ride a ferry out there, and you could see like all of these mountains all around, mountain peaks. And uh, I stayed at a monastery there, what? All Merciful Savior Monastery. Mm. And uh, so really it was really fun. <laughs> well, I did. They have like a bunch of acreage, and it, uh-huh. like the reason people go to Vashon Island, aside from to pray, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it's beautiful hiking and so it's all rainforest uh, up there in the pacific northwest with the huge green trees and man. uh and so there they had trails carved all the way through their property you could go up and down and they're monks so they put like little icons along the way as well Ooh. which is really fun <laughs> uh and so uh but yeah so that that was really nice uh too that's cool so that was my get out of the heat uh part uh vacation part of the vacation nice yes now what did you do? What have oh, you been up to man. all this time? I don't know. I've been trying to like piece it all together in my head, but yeah. uh, I can tell you if you, well, I'll tell you like the, a span of two weeks yeah. that happened. So first, mm-hmm. um, this was, is, uh, July 3rd. Mm. It was July 3rd. I think. Yeah. That um, was the day I got back. Uh, was that a Sunday? It was, a. um, the day after a Sunday, a Monday. Mm, a That's Monday. the one. That That's is. the one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a Monday. I think, no, it was a Sunday. Cool. So maybe it was the second. Cool. But whatever. Yeah. This is not important at all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you know, the brush collection comes to the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. pick up all the trees and stuff. And it's the time you put out your brush. So you have to trim all your trees and whatnot. Well, there's a tree in our backyard that is overhanging the neighbors and Mm. they're worried it was going to break off and fall. So I was like, yeah, fine. I'll cut it down. So get the ladder, get up there, set it up, get the chainsaw. I'm cutting it piece by piece into chunks. Is this a tragic story? What's not quite tragic. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So starting, uh, I get get up on this, you know, probably 12 feet higher. So Mm -hmm. I'm holding the chainsaw. The neighbor comes out and talking to Sable across the fence and Uh they're watching me. So now I have an audience, which is like, Oh yeah, that's the worst. And they're, and I'm trying to make this big, like tree branch Mm -hmm. stump thing not fall yeah. onto the fence in front of them because you know they'll say something oh, that's right fence, you know yeah and so neighbors I'm, you know? exactly <laughs> so i'm sawing it and and kind of pushing the top of it at the same time mm-hmm. so it wouldn't hit the fence well mm. i chop it off it falls hits the fence meanwhile my hand apparently oh, went no. down onto the chainsaw blade. no <laughs> and those are sharp they are. They're very sharp. So where's I, the scar? It's, it's it's getting better. It's been about four weeks ish. Oh my goodness! And uh, I I had to. Well, Sable made me go to the wow, hospital. He only for those of you at home, he only has three fingers now yeah, on his left hand. But it's healing well. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. For those of you at home without a sarcasm radar, he still has all five fingers. But uh, so yeah, that's awesome. it, it got dangerously close. I guess to me not. To me, having to relearn guitar, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> with a stump. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad it didn't. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So Sable freaked almost out. went scary. She Seriously. made me go. Yeah, to the, yeah. Uh, oh, and then hospital. you have an audience for that, yeah. too, which is even better. 
I, they said, oh, yeah. you hit the fence. And I said, well, my finger's mm. a little worse if it makes you feel any better. Oh, and she's boy. like, what? And I show her and it's like a Blood. gaping like wound. It looked oh, like kind of a gosh. mouth talking. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it was deep. Yeah, Did so, you get stitches? Yeah. She made me. How I, many? Four. You don't have to. You don't. I just hosed it out. And then she, I was about to go finish, and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm not done, so yeah. I have to go finish yeah. this. <laughs> but alas. So she's I got like, the four uh, stitches. No. Yeah. Then it was... Sable, uh, good job. Good job, by the way. You did the right thing. Yeah. Then it was the 4th of July, <laughs> yeah. so we you know, had a, a totally legal fireworks in he our winked. front yard. <laughs> and I burned the... Bejeebus out of oh my myself. Oh my goodness. Um, so I've been an injury prone. Well, you had prone. to cauterize the gas. Yeah. So. <laughs> so then I had my hand all wrapped up wow. from the chainsaw. And then we, the next day, we on the 5th, we uh, we flew out. And me and uh, Sable and Ivy and Sable's sister and my sister and my sister's wife, we all went to yeah. Disneyland and uh, That's awesome. had fun out there for a few days. It was our first experience. It was now, a good, good time. Yeah. Did you have to miss anything due to your medical condition? I had to miss my finger. It was not. <laughs> it was a good run, but yeah. no, uh, it was it was all fine. It was okay, good. It was a little uncomfortable. I think I pulled out like like you know the stitch holds the two sides of the skin together. And I yeah, think yeah. One of the sides came off on one of the stitches. So oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> the stitch kind of ripped through. There was a very painful moment at one point that okay. I was like, I think that might be what happened. I don't know. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> well, it seem it does seem really good right now. Yeah, it's yep. all right. It's Barely all right. So <laughs> okay, so sorry, you went yeah. to? Did you say Disney World or Disneyland, Land, California? Disneyland, California, yeah. awesome. So that's probably a lot better weather in July than Florida. That is what I hear and what I believe. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was hot, quote unquote, in the days, which yeah. is like, you know, nothing compared know. to what we're just talking about. It's like, and, <laughs> and, but the nights actually get cool. You know, That's it's nice. amazing. Yes. Like, for example, Saturday night, we actually weren't doing anything this past weekend. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm just going to mow the lawn. Why not? Mm-hmm. Then we'll eat dinner or whatever. It was, it started getting dark and was still in the hundreds. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's night. What yeah. is happening? Yeah. So For I woke those up of you before. guys who don't live in Texas who are listening, it is unbelievable. <laughs> like what Texans think is normal. <laughs> like it can be a hundred degrees at 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's very weird. That is actually <laughs> one of the things I had a learning curve on when I first moved here. Yeah. I was like, oh, a high of a hundred, like, yeah, yes, there, there are hundred day, hundred degree sure. days in like Illinois, in and yeah. yeah, that's right. But it's like it touches that, and then it's <laughs> like right back, back down to eighties or seventies <laughs> as soon as the sun starts getting low in the sky. Uh-huh. But not here. It's like no, it's not the sun doing this. It Ew. is just like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it of, is. It's yeah. just like it. It's in the air. Everything retains the heat. That's right. And it just mm-hmm. feeds it into your skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So uh yeah, so Sunday night like or Sunday morning before church, I yeah. woke up and mowed the lawn cuz I was like, well, it's in the 80s mm-hmm. when I wake up, so might as well do it. <laughs> so anyways, oh we did Disneyland. It was awesome. I yeah. loved it, of course. We I That's was my awesome. first experience with anything yes. Disney. All of our first experience with anything Disney. Did you see Mickey? And, uh yeah, of course, Sweet, man. Cool. We stalked him. I found a lot of characters. <laughs> it was a blast. Awesome. I took a selfie with Chewbacca. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> there should be you. like a little passport that you can get stamped. Oh, get cool. all of the we had characters. like a we had like a you know uh, a picture frame with a mat. We had the mat signed by a bunch of all the characters. Oh, right. that's awesome. So, that's great. And in fact, the photo we printed just came in today, so I have to put it in there. Awesome. <laughs> but anyways, it was a really good time. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Because I just knew it was going to be expensive. That's all I had in mind. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it was great. But we worth had, it. We had a lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> and then from there, Sable and Ivy flew back to San Antonio, and I yeah. rented a car and drove down to San Diego and I had a conference there for like five days. Oh, so. cool. So this was a work mm-hmm. trip. Yeah, a work <laughs> trip. <laughs> you hear that, government? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. That's right. So this was tax deductible, yeah. that's what you're saying. It was all work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that was a good time. Again, the weather was just incredible so yeah, i came awesome. home got off the plane and i was like oh. yeah <laughs> san diego is crazy like california it's not that much further north than us Mm-mm. you know like i 
it's here in San Antonio. I don't know if any of y'all listening at home have a globe, but like <laughs> San Antonio is like further south than half dozen Mexican cities. Yeah, that's true. Like it's very people don't realize how south. far south yeah. America goes, and uh-huh. it pretty much goes there in Texas. Mm-hmm. But like it's California's not like San Diego's pretty much as close to the border as you can get. Yeah. But like because of the Pacific and their mm-hmm. you know weather patterns and I guess they don't have whatever that weird blanket of heat that keeps it a hundred <laughs> degrees blanket. at eleven at night. Like everyone the uh you know I've ever met that came from San Diego is like, oh no, it's just like basically it's like seventy two <laughs> degrees all year round. It's like room temperature all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. and it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so besides that, good for there's them. probably a bunch more that we'll remember next time I record. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I'll disable everything I forgot when she mm-hmm. listens to this, and she can make me a list, and yeah. then I'll come back and that's right. Say here's some other things that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were back. We were. Both. Oh, you know what we did? Me and you did. What? We went and saw Indiana Jones together. That's right. We did on opening night. Opening night. Yes. Yeah. And that was pretty... uh, It was okay. Good. (laughs) (laughs) We had mixed reviews. You can check. I totally forgot to respond to you about that review you sent me. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately agreed with most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. It's not good. point. He had some good points. Yeah. So like, it wasn't a bad. I, I didn't yeah. dislike it as much as he did. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Yes. And it was just, but everything said also did make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it was enjoyable, an enjoyable experience for two hours in the theater. But yeah. walking out, it was like oh, less and less makes sense about that movie <laughs> right. the longer it goes on. That's true. So it's, but it's, like, I, I think hear, I told you when we walked out that like it's, I enjoyed it, but it's yeah. not one I'm like excited to watch again. Yes, like, you know, yeah. like all the other ones were. Yeah, and that not, was well, not fresh all the other off ones. the, the first three yeah, of the exactly. experience. <laughs> and yeah, it's just gotten so. Uh, mm-hmm. After the likeness does not recommend. Yeah, it's um, a solid fifty percent. Yeah. You know, if you if you love Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. wait till it's free on Prime. Go see it <laughs> just because you have to. Yeah. If you don't have, I any- I disagree. If I was gonna give <laughs> my recommendation, like. If you love Indiana Jones, if you really li- if you're a really big Indiana Jones fan, you probably should not watch it. Well, but, I say it out of obligation, yeah. not not because it's yes. great, yeah. but like you, he's, I don't know. Yeah, no, like, I get it. I it's fine. What's with turning Harrison Ford into a grumpy old man? That's I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is, mm-hmm. but still, yes. <laughs> but do it to his yeah, characters. I know. I know. <laughs> It's sad. They killed him in Star Wars, too. Yeah, like, right. right off the bat. Spoiler so. alert. Man. Yo, sorry. <laughs> How long ago did that Force Awakens? Like 10 years ago now. <laughs> oh, that's something uh, me and Ivy, she's all of a sudden obsessed with Star Wars. So really? It's been, it's been really fun. Like, that's awesome. We're just, I think tonight, if all goes as planned, we're going to finish episode nine. We've, we watched. Wow. Watch four, five, and six, and then one, two, and three, and now we're up to seven, eight, and nine. So mm-hmm. we're almost done with the whole thing. Well, and I awesome. realized, like, these the the newer ones you know seven eight nine like yeah. i watched them in the theater and that's the only time i ever saw them so yes. it's, for, it's like almost like watching these for the first time for again. the first yeah i'm like what oh 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything's a surprise still yeah. <laughs> see it was like don't you remember like, <laughs> well now that you mentioned that i do but i didn't in that moment <laughs> that's awesome so yeah. they've been enjoyable and now we started uh that's good yeah, because of my sister's wishes, um, I've started watching Clone Wars with okay. um, Ivy, and uh, yes, it's she said it starts slow, and yeah. it is so far. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. it, but it feels like I told her last night. It feels like you're watching mm-hmm. a kid show. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's fine, <laughs> but supposedly it's it a yes. lot better and more connected and whatnot. So I'm that's cool. I'm gonna stick with it, even though it's like a I've thousand never watched episodes. All, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always been intimidated by that because. I'm one of those people who, like, if I start something, mm-hmm. I have to watch every one pretty much no matter how bad it gets. Yeah, that's so it's how a I big am, commitment to be it's, like, it's hard. Oh, let me dip my toe in this yeah, thousand it's so episode. long. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, we, we, uh, our next show we mm-hmm. haven't watched yet as a family because Sable watches the shows too and the movies. Yeah. So, um, we have to watch Obi Wan still. So that's next. And then. Yep. Mandalorian season three, and then this new one coming out. So you know, it's hard to keep up, man. It is. It's just too it much is. in the and world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It is. Oh. So that's my Star Wars. Uh, yeah, uh, bunny trail or whatever. It's nice you get to see Chewbacca at uh, 
Disneyland. Yeah, though. it was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I tried Did to get Ivy to run up right to him, but she was place. too scared. So I got a picture of her <laughs> in fear. She was scared of the eight Chewbacca foot walking away. <laughs> dog person? And then I ran around and got in front of where he was going to walk. Mm-hmm. And then I held my phone up and he like bent over and took a selfie with That's me. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised he had to bend over to be in the picture. <laughs> He's a tall Wookiee, man. <laughs> well, awesome. should yeah. we uh, like talk about yeah so church or whatever let me do a smooth transition here so then we came home (laughs) and went to church and so today we will talk about what we do when we go to church and actually to tie it into travel right um everywhere you go everywhere in the world even those uh san diegans living their easy life Uh, 72 degrees or Vashon Island or, you know, Mexico or Europe or Africa or Asia or Australia or anywhere you go in the world. (laughs) Christians are gathering on Sundays and doing a weird thing that we call liturgy or that we call Eucharist or yes, in the Roman Catholic Church, they call it the mass Um, in the Orthodox Church. They call the divine liturgy like, but it's all we, we tend to call it Eucharist or communion. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, Protestants, Catholics, Orthodox, everyone does, everyone does this at least sometimes on Sunday. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. It is, the thing that you can participate in as a Christian, no matter where you go in the world. And it yeah, is cool. largely the same. And now I'll, I don't want to gloss over any differences. Like there are differences in languages. Like obviously if you're in another country, um, there are differences in lectionary. Although for a lot of the churches in the world, billions of Christians, the same readings are the same every Sunday. That's cool. Um, not always, but like, mm-hmm. uh, but for for a lot of folks, um, but and even in the different rites, like the different Eucharistic prayers, the different things, even when you look across the the biggest differences in the way we do communion services, there is this underlying order, this pattern of worship that all of them partake of, and that goes all the way back to the very early church. It goes all the way back to Jesus. It, in fact, even predates Jesus, the patterns he's drawing on to create the sacraments of the church, the baptism and Eucharist, um, and the pattern we use for worship. They come from the temple in uh, Jerusalem and also the synagogue practice that uh, uh, that came through the prophets and the Pharisees and and the temple worship that came through like Moses and Aaron and stuff like that, going all the way back to the Torah. So like we're we're gonna talk about here today as we start and begin talking about um the Eucharist and what all the different parts mean is we're gonna try and sort of break down a little bit here the actual particular things that we do in the Episcopal Church in any service that you would go to in the Episcopal Church and talk about like what is its meaning and kind of where does it come from how does it tie into the rest of it now obviously we're not going to be able to go a hundred percent into a hundred percent detail because then that would be like 48 episodes <laughs> um, and as it is keeping it to two we're going to try our best do our best yeah but no promises. Um, but that, the cool thing about our Eucharist, just to talk about it before we dive in, is like when we dive into it, whether we know all the stuff I'm about to say or not, like we are immersed in this pattern that we're participating in. Um, so like whether we know exactly what this particular prayer means or the prayers of the people or hearing the readings or the creed, like whether we know what the full context of that is and how it relates to this divine pattern of, of, uh, worship, um, we're participating in it. So mm-hmm. like even when you're a child, when you're a baby, when you're there, you are sort of entering into this ongoing eternal stream of worship that, um, that actually, you know, like, as I said, it not only goes back to Jesus, but even there, he's like, Jesus was the one who gave the Israelites on, uh, on Mount Sinai, the pattern of worship they would follow. And even that was the worship of the angels in heaven, the way that heaven worships God and has from the beginning of creation. Um, that is what is 
symbolically and when i say symbolically i don't mean like pretend i mean like actually participated in through through metaphor and symbol um by israelites and then comes down to us as our eucharistic liturgy so what do you think about that matt i think that's cool man yeah that's That's really cool (laughs) told you don't call on me i don't know what to say If I don't talk out yeah. of turn, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, I was I was going to mention yeah. something though, which yes. is cool, mm-hmm. kind of on this note, is mm-hmm. that uh, this weekend I won't be here at St. Margaret's because I'm going to be in Iowa. Yeah, at my sister's church. Yeah, her and her wife are doing their vow renewal and yeah. in the church and the service and whatnot. That's and awesome. I get to like be which, a part of it. They've asked me to yeah. to do the uh, readings and the prayers oh, of the that's people awesome. like during the service. Yes, so and which fun. church is that? Uh, it's the one that she goes to. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, we're I'm, not mentioning that a lot. <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's no. a cool. It's a really cool one, though. I Google feel like she told me. I'll find out. Yeah, don't worry. While you're fine. talking, yeah. for a long time. And yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> but that's the. Cool, but it's cool. Like I get to go there and yeah. see. I know it's going to be basically the same. Exactly. But see what's you know what the differences are in a different yeah. building. It's just yeah. cool, you know. Because yes. when I'm here, I'm not going to go to another church. I'm coming here, you mm-hmm. know. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's going right. somewhere else, it'll be fun to get to see something. Yes. Else, you know? so and the neat thing about that is, from a theological point of view, too, is like when you go to another church, you're entering into, and this is, I think, the 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 big the big idea of liturgy is that when we're doing service here at St. Margaret's and they're doing liturgy over there in whatever church that is, like it's not two different liturgies. Yeah. Like they participate in that same heavenly liturgy that is everywhere present, but invisible. And what we're doing in those two different areas, maybe with slightly different words, certainly different people, we're making the liturgy of heaven, the worship of heavenly worship of God present in those places. We're gl- and that, you know, that's what glorifying God means, making God known. Like we are like stepping into that. And so in a real Trinity, way, Trinity, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. the name of the church. Oh, Trinity. Trinity. That's a great one. Yeah, I know. I was like, Oh, that's oh, I love Trinity. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. Love you Trinity. Um, so, uh, so, but th- when we're doing that, when we're worshiping over here in little St. Margaret's, we really are, and not this isn't just like a pleasant thought, in a real participatory way, we are actually connected to everyone else who is doing liturgy and everyone else who has ever done liturgy. In the mind of the church, there really is just one big liturgy of creation. And so every tiny little instance, every Sunday, even the a regular old Sunday, even like a a, like super short spoken service with no music. And, you know, you're just three people there at like seven thirty at some, you know, small church or whatever, <laughs> like that is participating in the same glorious worship of heaven as anything else. And right next to those three people is all of us at St. Margaret's and every Christian who's ever lived. And in the miracle of, in the mystery of God, Every Christian who ever will participate in that service. So that's what we're like entering into. Cool. So is that cool? Is that cool, everyone at home? When you yes. go to church, be aware you are entering heaven. That's fine. Yeah. So just FYI. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Just be careful. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Okay. So, so you want to like, go through the thing? Yeah, is let's that talk what we're about do? it. Yeah. How much, from, how much more time do we have? In, we got like this? half an hour. Perfect. Yeah, let's start it off. we can finish it. So the, the broadly, let's talk about the liturgy itself. Liturgy, well, let me explain my terms. Liturgy, which is a word we throw around quite a bit more and more in the Episcopal Church. Liturgy, you can, you'll see some people translate it as uh, the work of the people and sort of talk about it in a participatory way. Um I think that's kind of, you know, like we modern sort of democratic people. We want to be like, it's the people's work, you know, yeah. not that's not really the way it America. is. It is a work that we participate in. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the ancient word, that's an ancient word that comes from like Rome and the Roman Empire and a liturgy was a public service. So like any, you know, a garbage collector was doing a liturgy, you know, like. Picking up the trash. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, the people who put in, you know, plumbing or built the aqueducts or whatever in ancient Rome, like, those people were doing liturgy. So, um, even going back to, like, pagan times, 
worship of the of the gods even for pagans was considered a public act where it's like on behalf of the public the priests of zeus or whatever are going and sacrificing a bull and the same was true this is like a general universal word the same was true of the worship of yahweh in israel so like the priests would go up to the temple and they would sacrifice their cows to yahweh and that was a public service so they're because they're doing it on behalf of the whole so like that's what liturgy means. It's, it's a public service. And that, that there's a reason why, that's part of the reason why liturgies, uh, Christian services are public services, right? You can imagine like uh, there are some religions or religious rituals in some religions that might be closed to outsiders, right? Like right, right. where it's like, but we... And this is very, this is actually part of like the canons and the legality of the church. Mm-hmm. If you want a legitimate Christian worship, it has to be open to all. So, mm. like, we post it on the sign. And so it's on behalf of everyone. And so everyone can come and participate in it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they might participate in different ways. Like, they might not be baptized. So they might participate in a different way. But it is open, it's public. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. So that's the liturgy. It's any sort of communal activity okay. on behalf of the whole. And so what we're doing is we're lifting up, we're participating in Christ's sacrifice, lifting up the world back to God, to glorify God in the world, transform the world to the glory, uh, to hold the glory of God. Um, the other word that I use like, is Eucharistic, mm-hmm. which is a weird word. Again, in the Episcopal Church, most people will be familiar with it because right. we talk about the Eucharist and like... And it's kind of like, you know, in the Roman Catholic Church, a lot of people will call the whole liturgy, they'd call it the Mass, right. which comes... And these are both, uh, what are they called? Like portmanteau? No, not portmanteaus. Synecdoches. Synecdoches? Yeah, obviously. Is that right? I think Where so. you use yeah. like a little word, <laughs> a word of a little part of something to talk about the whole? Yeah, synecdoches. Is that right? Synecdoches. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but like, you might say like... Um, I think that's the name of a city. It is. It is the name of the city. Yes, I think in New York. Yeah, but um, it's like when you might Why is it say such a like, long word. It's yeah. like our abbreviation is such a long word. That makes sense. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, English language writers. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Synecdoches. so that's where you take a little part of something, and use it to refer to the whole thing. So you might say, like, uh, if you were talking about the Navy, you might say we have forty-two hulls. Right. And it's like you don't actually just have 42 hulls. You have 42 full ships with decks and everything, mm-hmm. but you're using that term hull to refer to a, a ship, you know? But why? Ship is the same amount of letters. I know. I don't get it. Who knows why? <laughs> but uh, you're saving so, yourself nothing. That's right. So, mass comes from like um, Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Alexander the Great came from Macedonia. Ooh, Mas- kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mass actually comes from missile, which was my next one. Yeah, that's right. Almost there. So it's that's and there's a reason why we're Roman Catholics often use it because it's the Latin for to to be sent out. And so at the end, there's the missile, which is like Like what we do too, where we say, yeah, exactly, like the dismissal, where you get sent out into the world. The mission. So they're using just that little word to talk about the whole. I always wondered that because as you know, someone not raised Catholic. Yeah. I hear other Catholic friends talk about the mass. And I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. I'm thinking like science, you know, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Like, I don't yeah. understand why we're yeah. talking about mass. This is because weird. it's totally massive man. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that that's we, and we use Eucharist in the same way where Eucharist yeah. is Greek. Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Um, okay. So, what we're actually talking about when we're talking about the Eucharist is the second part of the actual whole liturgy, the divine service, which is where we do the communion part, right? Wait, so the Eucharist only refers to that part? Technically, uh-huh. that's what that's referring to. What's but the first part called? The first part would be called the service of the word. Oh, so there's the service man. of the table and the service of the word. And the service of the table can also be called the Eucharist because what we do in that part is we give thanks, right? Oh, yeah. The whole Eucharistic prayer is a thanksgiving prayer. But do we often just like call the whole service Eucharist also? That's right. Okay, exactly. Cool. Just making sure I'm yeah, not that's totally right. dumb. Yeah, yeah. So that's our, not portmanteau. Oh, that's our synecdoche. That's our- <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
And then other people, some people call it just a service. Some people call it a worship, some you know, worship service or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. But you can see how all these, all these words are related or they come from parts of the service. And we're talking about the same thing. Indubitably. Indubitably. So the Eucharist. I'll, I'll, and so I'll be using Eucharist or liturgy interchangeably to talk about the whole service here. Okay. So the Eucharist, the liturgy has two parts as i mentioned it has a the first part is called the uh the service of the word the and word. then the second part is the service of the table and if you look in your uh, bcps on page 355 you see it starts with the word of god and that's the service of the word and then like that's just where proud. we do lots of words i was stuff. on the right page before you said which page really I feel like i've just good job something. yes <laughs> And then the second part is called the Holy Communion. That's the service of the table. So, the Eucharist. And so you see the great Thanksgiving is the prayer. Thanksgiving, Eucharist means Thanksgiving. I'll be darned. Yeah. Pretty can cool. I, can I be you in this exercise? And yeah. then you tell me to stop so you can explain things as yes. I'm you? Please. Oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Father Eric for the day. Yay. It's like a, a thing we you actually, raffle off for we, the kids. We raffled that off. <laughs> so you're you're the second Father Eric for a day. Mm-hmm. Well, first, uh, mm-hmm. first Matt and co. Uh, sing a song. Does that have anything to do with anything? Yes. Okay, yeah. So the first thing, and we're looking through our BCPs. If you want to follow yeah, you along know at me. home and you have a BCP, that's great. We're on we're starting on page three three fifty five, looking at right two. If you is, don't are, have are, one this is a question I had yeah. speaking of BCP. Yeah. Do they just change the print size in every BCP so that the page numbers are always the yes. same? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. I was like, because that could get really confusing. Exactly. <laughs> so they're actually really careful about that. Yeah. Um BCPs aren't copywritten because Actually, a lot of other, even though it's our book, a mm. lot of other denomin- English-speaking Protestant denominations use this as their liturgy, and we want mm. them to because okay. it's the best one. Yeah. Um, so Methodists, <laughs> even Baptists who get like liturgical will often use this, but there is a stamp, so we don't have it's copyright common, after all, but there's a certificate in the front of the BCP mm-hmm. from Charles Mortimer Gilbert, good old Charles. the custodian of the standard book of common prayer, wow. who certifies a book, the, each book and different sizes and all that kind of stuff so that you know that every page is the same. Mine's from because Greg. It's, what's that? Gregory Michael Howe. Oh, see, yours was a different one. What? A different, because they change, you know, like over time, there's always in our church, there's someone whose job it is to make sure to certify that every book of common prayer has the same page numbers and settings so that because they're not just books, like, have you ever, like literally every copy or like every print job or like every copy, every print, printing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, otherwise they don't get the certificate, Yeah, but it's important because, um, because it it's like if if you've ever gone to a book club and like people bought different editions of the same not. book. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know if people still do book clubs. We do them at our, our at our church though. Here. Yeah. Um and sometimes we've gotten one like a book where it had really big changes or sometimes just little changes between mm-hmm. editions. And then like where no one knows what page when you're reading together to, right. to be on. And so these are books that common means communal. These are meant to be communal prayers. They're they're so we need to be able to say open to page three fifty five and like everyone's going to be literally on the same page. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first song happens. So yes, uh, the, it starts off with a hymn or psalm or anthem. We do that an extra maybe one, right? sung. What's in that our service? We do yeah, an we extra do one, one before this. Okay. So in ours, and you can do whatever you want before uh, okay. you start. Uh, that actually goes back to the what's called the prone, which is not part of the liturgy um, in the middle ages before the reformation even happened sort of right before the reformation happened. Everyone pretty much went to church because usually it was the law. You get like a fine. If you weren't sick or something, you didn't go to church. <laughs> wow. But, um, and most people did not take communion except for once a year because they church made them because they were so afraid of its holiness. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. And, uh, but the, the mass was all in Latin. Um, and so at that point, by the eve of the Reformation, only educated people spoke, or not spoke, understood Latin. Most people mm-hmm. could say the Lord's Prayer in Latin and, and in all sorts of things. People were very 
um, knowledgeable, but they weren't like necessarily super educated. Mm-hmm. Most lay people in the Middle Ages, like for instance, they would just learn the Psalms by heart, which is kind of cool. Gracious. Like, <laughs> it's interesting because we think of illiterate people as like being not like dumb or something yeah. like that. But in cultures or where like only certain people were literate, like one, that's why we have like why being a reader in church is like a thing you have to sign up for. Because back in the day, not everyone could read. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so it was your job to like read things that were kept in books. But for most people who weren't literate, it was their job to memorize it. And so they people memorized huge That's pieces crazy. of scripture and the Psalms and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, so um, where were we? Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so the prone mm-hmm. back in the day, people would gather at the steps of the church and... And they would have like, usually they'd have like a traveling preacher who was usually like a Franciscan monk and they loved to preach. They could preach for an hour or two, like televangelists today who like do two hour (laughs) preaching. They're following the Franciscan tradition of preaching. Ah. Um, And so, but it would all be in the language of the people and you'd have folk songs, their version of praise and worship music. Mm -hmm. And they would want to have like something to get sort of get them pumped up and have prayers and like. Uh, hear this preaching and teaching in the language of the people and then they'd all go into the service and then they would do the formal liturgical service. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And that was part of the reason why the Reformation, one of the important reforms of the Reformation that we were early adopters of is worship in the language of the people because it's also important that we do that holy, sacred, eternal liturgy so that people can understand what's going on because mm-hmm. it is extremely holy, but it's not meant to be inaccessible. The whole right, point is right. like making the holiness of God yeah. accessible for a farmer. Communal. <laughs> you know, like it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's uh, so we we have kind of a warm up. We're done pruning. Yeah, we're done pruning, <laughs> and so uh, you can start the service off with a hymn, psalm, or anthem. It says and May. And so, what's that? It says May. So I guess it's not yes, required. May. So it's not required. Okay. You can go right in. You don't have to have music mm-hmm. in a worship service. I think you do, but <laughs> you don't. So um, I think it's don't, better. But you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, I always want things to be the best. You know, like, so if you don't have music, if you don't have musicians, if, you know, there's nothing you can do about that, then you do the service. And guess what? It is awesome and it is still the same service but i think it's always best to like do it if you can so we we have this anthem uh, or song or hymn and usually at that time people are processing into the church Mm -hmm. so in most churches you'll have a procession you'll maybe have an acolyte carrying a cross yeah yeah yeah. and that cross symbolizes jesus so like like coming into the building yeah that's right so like take up your cross follow your cross take up your cross and follow me like and so the cross comes first carried by the acolyte after that comes usually like maybe some more acolytes there might be people carrying candles. torches yeah, candles yeah, yeah. um those don't have like a specific like function like symbolism aside from of course the light of god they just look cool as but heck. yes and sometimes they're just <laughs> functional too yeah. yeah yeah um so the torches come and then someone's usually carrying the gospel book yeah which is a, a book just with not even all the gospels but the gospel readings uh, for the liturgy usually parceled out by the day by the, really? the sunday so it's like yeah so you it just goes sunday to sunday and no then way. you have sort of a special services like weddings funerals those readings how big um, is the font when you're reading that thing it's pretty good because it's meant to be like they they're expecting like I'm, you're not reading I'm this always for impressed pleasure that you don't get lost when you're doing it <laughs> yeah i usually still have to put my finger and sometimes i do get lost but um but yeah, so that's that's in there, um, and uh, and that's actually ancient tradition too. A lot of the earliest manuscripts of gospels of of the whole gospels we have are pretty obviously like they were actually sort of cobbled together from the liturgical gospels. So like sometimes you'll get in ancient copies of Mark or Matthew, you'll get some sections that are out of order, ah. and it's like it's because. When someone requested from a monastery or something like, hey, I, I'm a rich person. I want to own an 
uh, a, a copy of Matthew myself. Please copy it for me. They didn't actually have a copy of Matthew like we have in our Bibles. They had all the Gospels divided up by the Sundays. Wow. And so they went and put them in the right order. And Jeez. sometimes they would get one or two wrong. And like, and we can tell that because we have like thousands and thousands of different <laughs> uh, ancient manuscripts. Uh, but like, uh, so, do you so have they like, stick out. Do yeah. you have like a shelf back in the sacristy or something that has all of them like divided up? What? Like the the different Sundays? Well, the Gospel the book. Gospel? Or is the Gospel just one book? What do you mean? At this church, yeah. the one you're reading from, is yeah. it just like one book that has the Gospels? That or has, is it divided up? That has, you know, it's divided up. So that has every Sunday's gospel readings uh, and every okay. special occasion's gospel yeah, yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. So like okay. if you opened it up, it would be like, uh, you know, Trinity Sunday and then, or it would be like Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, Easter, okay. Easter I one, see. Easter two. They're not separate books. They're just divided within that one book. So you yes, can go yeah, to the right, right. And it would say okay, like, this okay. is from John. This is from Matthew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So nice. someone will be carrying that and that uh-huh. symbolizes the word of God, which is also another symbol for Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, and so there's a lot of Jesus symbols coming up, guys. Uh, and and they're, they're carrying it up high. Um, with two hands. Why? Because they're showing that the the word of God is not too heavy for us to bear. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. We want to bear the world word into the world. Um, then there's like any other sort of assistance, whatever. And then at the end comes the clergy. And the very last person is the person who is usually the person who's presiding over the service. And so if it's a bit, if the bishop is there, the bishop is always last because they're always the presider. Um, in even if they delegate that out to a priest to do, um, and uh, and so uh, they that 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 is also part of the procession where it's like sort of the way to think about the order procession is the most important person in terms of authority is come always comes at the very end. Okay, so it's in sort of reverse order yeah. of usual because the cross represents Jesus, mm-hmm. and so it's literally an enactment of the first shall be last. So yeah. like whoever we put in charge of things, the bigger they are in sort of the, the authority structure of the church, the la- the later they come in the, in the, like the um, servant leader sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, so that's the procession. The other thing about the procession is that um, it symbolizes, it symbolizes, you know, Jesus coming into the, into the space mm-hmm. obviously with all the all the, the word of god entering around the in, uh, into the midst of the people um it also we don't always we don't usually do this but we do this on palm sunday where the whole church actually mm-hmm. participates in the procession yeah so the procession both symbolizes you know jesus coming into the church it also symbolizes the people Coming into the church and St. Margaret Sunday. That's right. And St. Margaret Sunday, we do it too. We march all the way around here. We got a bagpipe and everything. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it symbolizes the beautiful bagpipe into the church. Well, um, we're like uh, fifty-three minutes into this, and we haven't read one word from the. I know. Thing I know. Yet. Should we? Should well, we... we technically are in the liturgy now. Okay, so this. Um, why don't we? Why don't we end with like the very first thing here and we'll come back to it. Cause seriously, we'll, well, I promise my friends this first part, we've talked yeah. about liturgy in general, yeah. right? We've talked about like this, actually the, the beginning of how the liturgy starts uh-huh. contains like immense stuff. So I think we'll be actually be good once we get to the first four words of the liturgy here. Like so, the blessed be God part. Yeah. Like exactly. we're not even gonna do that today. No, we'll do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So we're coming in here, and what do we do? First thing is we put everything down. So we put the cross in its place. Uh-huh, we put uh-huh. the torches in its place. We put the gospel up on the altar, mm-hmm. which will be a theme. As we go through the liturgy, we're putting more and more things up on the altar. Oh, weird. More okay. and more of ourself, yeah. symbolically, liturgically, up on the altar. That's a big big part of the first uh, first half of this, the, the liturgy of the word. Um, and then we come together, and the priest, who is in that in-between place between the people and God, mm-hmm. um, is going to be switching back and forth, talking to God on behalf of the people, talking to the people on behalf of God. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. That's a, and that too, 
Let's talk about that. Oh, boy. Okay. Before we get to the words. We'll, That's our time. We will end at the beginning. And we'll do a part two to, to go through the actual service. Like, this is important. Like, so at our last Sunday service, we sang a really funny, weird song that's like a Jewish folk song. That's like, and many of you Episcopalians will know it because you probably feel a little bit weird when you sing it. But at the same time, at this point, I've heard it enough where I'm like, yeah, I love this I song. I had never heard it till I came to this church. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's like and it's based on a Jewish play the guitar yeah, the heck out of it yeah, so. synagogue song um, and and a Jewish folk song so it's like God has spoken to his people hallelujah and his words are words of wisdom hallelujah not a lot of chord changes there what's that not a lot of chord changes yeah there. that's right um, so one of the lines in that song is um Lift up your hands, oh royal priesthood. Lift up your hands and mm-hmm. something, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the point of that, uh, oftentimes you'll see that phrase royal priesthood a lot in Christian theology and Christian writings going back to the early church. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they see people talking about priests in the church, automatically think of people like me who are sacramental priests. Right. Take that role in the liturgy of lifting up the word, the people's words to God and like bringing the word of God down to the people. And that is what a priest does. A priest mediates between God and a group of people. Mm-hmm. But the royal priesthood, that's the sacramental priesthood doing that within the sacraments. The royal priesthood is actually the name uh, in scripture and the tradition of the church given to Israel and the church, which, you know, the church is part of Israel is grafted onto Israel in Jesus Christ. So the royal priesthood actually refers to the people of God as a whole and their job in doing what? In mediating, like lifting up. This gets back to that public service idea. Like we're not just here to hang out and like have fun with each other. When we lift up prayers, we lift them up on behalf of the world which is what we do in the prayers of the people right, right, at right. the end of this sort of first uh, liturgy of the of the word. And then to bring the word of God that we receive sacramentally through our life and our, our words back out into the world. So that royal priesthood there refers to every Christian. Um, every Christian is called to be a priest. Um, it's a great uh, Christian band name too. Yes. The Royal Priesthood. The Royal Priesthood. <laughs> yes. So like St. Paul says, calls it a, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. Ooh. And sometimes people will hear that in scripture and be like, that means that our churches have priests in them, not like those Presbyterians, right? <laughs> no, that means every single Christian is part of the Royal Priesthood, mm-hmm. living the life for on behalf of the world, mediating between the world and God in the same way that a sacramental priest like myself in the sacramental context mediates the sacraments and the prayers of the congregation back and forth. So a priest, everything a priest does, the reason why I mention this and why it's cool mm-hmm. as we watch like what the priest does in the service, it's not just like, Oh, we're over here. The lay people and the priest is up there doing weird priest stuff. <laughs> the priest is intentionally modeling what every Christian ought to do in their life. So the pattern that we have like in liturgy is like is essentially like it's, we're participating in it. We're doing the public service. We're also supposed to internalize it, um, literally eating the bread and wine, yeah. the pattern of Christ, so that we can then be the person who like like a concrete example of this would be like if someone came to you and they had some kind of spiritual crisis or need from God, like you might if it was super serious, you might be like, Oh, talk to my priest, father Eric. Like maybe if they were like, I don't know, some crazy situation, (laughs) but for most Christians, no, you don't do that. Your job is to pray for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're the priest they're looking for. Um, you're the one who at that moment can pray for them, lift up their concerns to God and then be the mercy of God to them. Like glorify God for them in that moment. So, does that cool. make sense? Yes. Does that weird to you? <laughs> I mean, I definitely never would have thought of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's almost like somebody put some thought into this whole liturgy thing or something. <laughs> yeah, somebody. <laughs> I was pointing to this guy. To pointing God. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's end right at the beginning. 
We've assembled everything, right? God, the people. Yep. This is called the synaxis. And this is a Greek word. Not the synecdoche. No, no, that's right. <laughs> synaxis means the gathering. So yep. the whole point of the processional and the words that I'm about to finally get to <laughs> is that the people of God, and then, of course, the whole liturgy of the word, the people of God are defined as the people who gather around the word of God. This goes all the way back to, um, to like when they're rebuilding Jerusalem after the exile, where it's like, they've been without even a temple for 80 years. And so what do they do? The first thing that Ezra and, and Nehemiah do is like, they get up on the, on the last standing stone of the old destroyed temple and they open the scriptures and they start to proclaim it. And as they read it out loud, People gather around, and this is how they've been gathering as the people of God without a temple for a long time. So, like that's why we start with the liturgy of the word because that it, it's like a marker of our identity. We are the people who are gathered around the word of God. Um, so, the first the first thing we do <laughs> after everything's in place, the word of God is there. We've sung a song to like to, for that movement. Uh, is the priest stands up in front of the people and says one of three things, but right now in ordinary Don't you time, take this from me. Yeah, that's right. Says, "Blessed oh, be God, from me. Father, Son." <laughs> wait, oh wait, you know what you were supposed to say? Oh, sh- I'm sorry, I forgot. Guys, blew it, man. Yeah, and says, "Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit." That's right. And the people respond back, and blessed, blessed be His kingdom. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to do it together. Oh, okay. Let's Since do it together. We're the, yes. we're the people. Yeah. And blessed be, be his kingdom, kingdom now and forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Got to have some other voices in That's there. That's right. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it's the people responding. So it's really important. It's it's yeah. not uh, uh, by accident there that like there's a back and forth, a call and response, which happens a lot of times in our service, especially before big communal prayers. Mm -hmm. But the whole prayer service is a communal prayer. So now that everything has come into place while we've been singing praises to God, Mm -hmm. like that first proclamation, it's actually called the acclamation. It's sort of like, it is a... uh, It's the warm-up. It's the warm It's the label (laughs) of like, what are we here to do? Who are we and what are we here to do? And it's something that the priest and the people do together. So... The reason why we do a back and forth before any kind of big communal prayer is it's like we are one in this. You know, it's not just the priest saying it. It's not just the people saying it. There has to be a back and forth. And that sort of provides, solidifies that unity, that synaxis, that gathering. Mm -hmm. Like, boom, here we are. We are the people. Who are we? Who watch people? We're the people that bless God. We're the royal priesthood, man. Royal priesthood. That's right. Exactly. We bless God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Trinitarian God, and we bless his kingdom now and forever. Why? Because we're the kingdom of priests mm-hmm. to serve our mm-hmm. God. Um, now, there's so, a couple different... Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, so yeah, the next one it. is Easter, which yeah. says, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. That's the Lord right. is risen indeed. That's, that's, we've discussed that on this podcast before, yes. I believe. But, and so the, there too, though, that we're what... That's our proclamation specifically in the Easter season. It's mm-hmm. something we're proclaiming all the time Sure, is the resurrection it's, of Jesus. Yeah. But so who are we? We're the people. We are still the people who bless God and bless his kingdom, but we're focusing in on that piece where it's like, mm-hmm. this is the cornerstone of the kingdom, that Christ is risen. Indeed, he is is truly risen. Yeah. So I was going to say the third one, though. I don't yes. remember doing that. Do we do that? Yes. So the third the one, there's is, one that, so. and it says in the uh, Book of Common Prayer, it's bless for the Lent. Lord. Who yeah. forgives all our sins. His mercy endures, endures forever. forever. <laughs> That's right. So uh, that one, it, it says, mm-hmm. is f- it's for Lent and other penitential occasions. Yeah. So there, too, like you're acknowledging in these different seasons, like sort of the specific emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we emphasize the resurrection and Easter in penitential seasons like Advent and, um, and uh, Lent. We start with that one, bless the Lord who forgives all our sins, his mercy endures forever. Or when you're trying to find the Holy Grail and only the penitent man will pass. Only the penitent man will pass. (laughs) See, man, yeah. (laughs) Old. Old Indy. That was Indiana Jones right there. Oh, man. Old Indiana Jones. Like, if you love Indiana Jones, don't see the dial of destiny. (laughs) Just just go back and watch the original trilogy. 
Probably can skip Crystal Skull, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, only the penitent man shall pass. We know that. Mm-hmm. So two times a year, mm-hmm. Advent and uh, Lent, we start with that. And so there too, it's like here we are. Who are we? We're doing Advent. Too. We're the people who. Yeah, we do it in Advent as well. Huh. So like we are the people who bless the Lord. Specifically, what we're drawing out there is the Lord who forgives our sins. We're emphasizing the forgiving nature of God and his merciful nature. His mercy endures forever. So sometimes when we switch to that, people can be like penitential means like we're really sad, but that is as joyful a procl- an acclamation as any of the others. It's yeah, like, true. what kind of Lord do we have? A forgiving one whose mercy endures forever. Our sins will not endure forever, but his mercy will endure forever. So like a merciful and forgiving God. So that is, is where we have sealed the deal. We are gathered. We are the people of God. We are the royal priesthood. We're the kingdom of priests to serve as God. We have become one liturgically and ritually and opened up, um, and we've identified the meaning of what we're there to do, we people who've gathered around the world, word of God, and that is to bless and proclaim the greatness of of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's it. We'll leave it there for now. Okay. Is that enough though? I mean, that's awesome to that's- go to church and like, just say the first words and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. We're in it. That's pretty cool. I haven't even, ref- we haven't even referred to any notes yet. I know, yeah. dude, we got a long ways to go folks. Yeah. Just wait for Sunday. Yeah. No, just Strap kidding. in. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle it up. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Yeah. You thank did you. a very good pantomime. I'm, <laughs> you know, we really My need to make this. Pantomime a- skills are wasted. <laughs> we we need a video format. <laughs> you guys are missing out. <laughs> you do talk with your hands a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I feel like I should try harder. They can. To talk I probably people at home. You can hear like the whooshing yeah. in front of my microphone. <laughs> like it adds a lot to storytelling. Yeah. But my hands just lay there dead Absolutely. at my sides when I talk. So yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to work on it. That's <laughs> right. Well, cool. Yep. Yeah. We did it. Good opening. I think we've so. caught up on a lot of stuff. We, we did. did a lot of stuff today. Mm-hmm. We did. Um, so if anyone has any questions about the liturgy, or if you have, it'll probably be a week or two before we record again. So if you want me to address any specific things about why do we do this, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. What about, you know, when you make the sign of the cross or bow or those little gestures or anything like that, send them in now and um, and I'll we'll try and address mm-hmm. them as we go through it too. And when we come back, we'll meet you on page 355. 355. Still on page 355. A solid zero pages further than we Just want to make it uh, easy for everyone. And yeah, the collect of purity, buddy. If only we saw this coming. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, you're the best. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Like, share, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. Do it. Do it for us, but mainly do it for yourself. That's right. And God, because He wants to bless this podcast. According to me, I am a televangelist. <laughs> He's a royal priest. I'm a royal priest. <laughs> That's it. Hey, wait. If we're talking about God and this is hitting people from some sort of tell us something way, yeah. then are we televangelists right now? Uh, I feel like it can't be tele or else I would be my pantomime. Then people would see the be, pantomime. Yeah. I think we're, we're radi- what's radi- evangelist? Aura evangelist? Aura evangelist? I think Audio it's evangelist. just evangelists. I think evangelists have always used their voice. So, oh, yeah. man. Pot evangelists. Yeah. It's like the town criers. Evangelists. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Matt Kitchen. (laughs) And I'm Father Eric. And this is After After the Likeness. Likeness. Bye-bye. Bye.